0: Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. This is Halloween! This
1: is Halloween! Halloween!
0: Halloween, 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 Halloween. On
1: Paratruth Radio.
0: Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views. And it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens
1: when a mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? (laughs) Heh. Something epic. This is Paratrooper.
2: Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And tonight we've got another amazing episode for you. We are on our Halloween episode, so we're just going to have a little bit of fun tonight. Uh, I've got some interesting stuff to uh, bring to the table. Eric's got some awesome stuff. Real quick, um, just to do some quick uh, housekeeping, before we get to the end of the show, uh, as we said for the past couple weeks now, we are under our new production company, New Lantern Media, so make sure that uh, when you're looking for Paratruth Radio, Beyond Reason, uh, Crime Crack, any of those shows, if you can't find them by the names, just look up New Lantern Media and you will find all the shows that are under, under the new production company, um, so I'm really excited to have this uh, new thing for us and have all shows under one umbrella. I'm also super excited for the Halloween episode. I think Eric and I always get excited this time of year for Paratruth Radio.
0: Sure do. I've got my ho- well, my festival, what do you call it? Seasonal. Seasonal. Seasonal candle <laughs> lit. I light it every October. And it's pretty much here through November until Christmas time when you get the pine candles out. But uh, <laughs> the truth is, I probably wasn't going to turn it on today, but one of the cats came down here earlier and their litter boxes down here. And I was like, I can't live down here for an hour after <laughs> what they did. So I lit the candle.
2: <laughs> that was a, a Halloween treat just for you, Eric.
0: Right. Exactly. Um Actually, I, I thought it'd be kind of fun to kick off this episode with something a little extra special. You know, you guys all know that, uh, at least most of you do, that we used to do a little video series. We only have like three videos, uh, but it was a series in which we would basically make up our own drinks and we'd share with you the ingredients and how to mix them. And voila, you have yourself a good paranormal drink to uh, sip on while listening to Paratruth Radio. Well... I have one to share with you guys today. It is not one that we made up, but it's one that I came across and seems pretty darn delicious. And it's perfect for fall, for Halloween and Thanksgiving. And it's called the pumpkin pie punch. Now, Justin, I sent you the ingredient list last week, I believe. Uh, I haven't tried it yet, but I'm going to probably next week because I think my sister's making cider for Halloween. Instead, they wanted something a little warmer, but uh, still. This sounds pretty good, so I'm going to go ahead and list the ingredients and quickly tell you how to make it. It's super simple, and the ingredient list isn't crazy. So pumpkin pie punch, all you need is a half gallon of cold apple cider, one 15-ounce can of pumpkin, 12 ounces of cream soda, one teaspoon of pumpkin pie spice, one cup of clear or cocktail version so you don't need to add vodka if you don't wish a few apple slices for garnish if you're cheap you skip out on those as i will and then some cool whoop cool whoop cool whip or whipped cream for garnish uh so it's pretty simple all you do is place pretty much the cider and the pumpkin in a large pitcher stir it until it's fully combined if you like it super smooth go ahead and run some cheesecloth through it or a strainer get all that extra pumpkin out of there And then after that, just stir in the cream soda, the pumpkin pie spice, and the Everclear. And you're good to go. Throw it in the fridge until you're ready to drink it. Add a little cream on top, and you got yourself some pumpkin pie punch. And we will go ahead and post this recipe along with this video. So you guys can click on that and double check, because I'm sure you all didn't get everything I just said. But yeah, sounds good to me.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, it's definitely... Halloween slash Thanksgiving ish because it's pumpkin. I mean you can't go wrong with pumpkin, right. but I've yeah. never heard of of a alcoholic beverage using just like canned pumpkin as part of the recipe. It's actually yeah, kind of interesting. It
0: sounds kind of gross. Um but the good thing about canned pumpkin is that it's cooked fully. It's not raw well, pumpkin. Yeah. Uh so that's nice. But you can use raw pumpkin if you want but that kind of gives digestive issues sometimes. Uh but there are people who eat pumpkin raw. It's good for you. Super good for you. So
2: if you think about it, it's a healthy drink as well. Get a lot of benefits well, from it. I mean, I eat squash raw, so there you pumpkin's go. not Same that thing. far off. So, yeah, that's actually kind of cool. Um and this is actually something Eric had brought up to me uh a couple of weeks ago that uh maybe we should start doing a drink of the day for Paratruth Radio because we're not able to do paramixology right now because we're not in the same room at the same time. So I think that that's a good idea. And I thought that this was an actually interesting drink. I'll have to try it at some point. Um, So um, actually, I'll probably have to have you resend that recipe to me so we can put it in the show notes and then I'll have it as well. So Um something that uh i think everybody can have fun with and then you have as eric said you have a drink for Paratruth radio and i think that'll make things just way more interesting <laughs> 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 all right well we uh we wanted to do something different today um we we've done halloween uh gosh 4 years now almost 4 years yeah. now um and uh, you know we we've kind of covered the gamut on stuff for Halloween, uh, just like we had talked about on our live show. We've kind of covered the gamut on paranormal as well, but we wanted to get away from the uh, the headlines and, and just do something fun, exciting. Um, so, since mine's kind of a, a, a list, I wanted you to start. Out with what you were going to start out with and then we'll switch back and forth
0: yeah well uh, I mean my first one is also a list here but it's a pretty quick list overall and <clears throat> being a filmmaker I thought what better thing to do than give you guys some of the 15 essential Halloween movies that must be watched every year and uh, now obviously you don't got to watch all of them but I've watched a few on this list and they always come on TV during this time of year so Uh, Justin, I'm probably going to ask you which of these you probably like most or or, are most uh, a fan of, at least. Uh, But starting with number one, it's Halloween, of course, obviously. 1977, uh, Michael Myers, Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, everybody's on here. And it's one of the best slasher movies for Halloween. There's a reason it's called Halloween,
1: right? Right.
0: So this particular movie, you can find on AMC or Shudder. Uh, they're playing it all month long. You can probably get it on Netflix and all that other places too. But again, if you're a fan of movies for Halloween, that's one you don't want to miss. The second one is The Blair Witch Project. This one is showing on Stars. But Justin, I got to tell you, like I think The Blair Witch Project is probably one of the most horrifying movies I'd ever watched uh, when I was a kid. Now, this came out 20 years ago. And particularly, it was uh, I think it was July of 1999, yeah, July sixteenth of nineteen ninety nine. I remember when this came. Yep. Yeah, I remember when this came out. I was, uh, I was actually in North Carolina for vacation uh, in August, the first week of August, and some we met some people there uh, who became friends of ours, um, and we kept talking about maybe going to see this movie. It was supposed to be like the scariest movie that you could see <laughs> that summer, uh, and it was. It was frightening. So definitely one you could watch. I haven't seen it in years. I should watch it. Third is John Carpenter's The Thing. Now, there is a new, well, relatively new version of this movie. It's not as good as the classics. Nothing's as good as the classic. But hey, if you prefer the new one, then The Thing is probably a really good way to go. Although, I don't know about you, but this doesn't really feel like necessarily a Halloween movie. Like, obviously, it's a scary movie. But it takes place in Antarctica, which means there's a lot of snow and it kind of makes me feel like you'd watch this during Christmas, like when you watch Krampus and other creepy movies like that. If you're a creepy movie Christmas type of person, uh, not everyone is, they want to be happy, but you know, I like being scared sometimes. Well, Another I one, mean,
2: Psycho. I wouldn't say how, I wouldn't say Christmas per se either, even though it, it's snowing and stuff. I, you I think mean. You're winter, it, it's like cold. Like, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh next is
0: Psycho, 1960 version, not the new version. Uh you a fan of Psycho or were you a fan of Psycho?
2: Um I I did like it um when they redid it with uh oh, gosh, what was who was the play Norman Bates in, in the remake? Was it uh I forget now. Um But anyways, yeah, I wasn't a fan of the remake. the The original was really good. Um, But if you've ever seen Bates Motel, that Mm -hmm. was actually a a really good representation of of Norman Bates. Even though they brought it into modern times, which I'm not always a huge fan of, they actually did a really good job with it. Right. Uh,
0: The remake starred Vince Vaughn as Vince uh, Vaughn.
2: Yeah, and Vince Vaughn Vaughn to me weird thinking
0: of him as Norman Bates.
2: Right right yeah like he's a he's a comedy guy i don't i don't know <laughs> how you can picture him as a serial killer I
0: don't, I don't know um but you know i mean if you if you like the old cycle movie you can't go wrong with it it's an alfred hitchcock movie and obviously he was the master suspense so you really can't go wrong with a movie like that that's playing on stars uh as well a lot of these are on stars the next one probably one of the most famous i mean they're all famous but the exorcist I mean, we all want a little bit of head spinning and vomit on our Halloween <laughs> night. So why not watch the, I just, just, I split
2: pea so soup much. all over the living room.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Not a fan of the movie. Um, only cause, mostly cause it just creeps me out. Night of the living dead is another one, a new one, a uh, different one. Uh, this one's on prime video. Um, I like Night of the Living Dead a lot more than the newer versions of zombie movies. Uh, I hate zombies. Absolutely hate them. They make me ill. They're just like the worst (laughs) gross creature ever created in my mind. Um, Just the thought of like death and disease coming after you and literally trying to eat your brains. Anyway, Night of the Living Dead. There you go. Uh, Candyman. Didn't like this movie at all. This one's on Netflix. Uh, it was more of a cult classic. wasn't very like a super popular movie, but you know, I think if, if when you say Candyman, if you don't know the movie, then you at least you know the rhyme or the the, the mm-hmm. legend of Candyman, right. uh, which is very similar to Bloody Mary, actually.
2: Well, I think that's kind of where the the movie interpreted it from because I had never heard of Candyman prior to them making the movie.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, let's see, another one. Carrie. We all like Carrie. This one's on Netflix and Prime Video this year. This is a 1976 version, so it's not the new one, uh, which means this is the better version of it. <laughs> the problem I think we have with the new versions of these movies is they try too hard to either match the original or try to go beyond the original. Right. And they never go beyond. They never make it. Um. So, yeah.
2: A lot of them, they're trying to stick, trying to go back and make it more like the book. Like, for example, right. it. It is more closer to the book with this current representation compared to the one that was a TV movie. But mm-hmm. I loved the TV movie.
0: Yeah. I mean they they both are really good in their own right. You know, both mm-hmm. actors that play that play Pennywise, all the actors that play the various characters uh, of the, both the kids and the adults. I mean they both have a place in history regarding these movies um you know i I feel like they still could have done more for the new version they could have gone a little more into the book than they did Uh, especially watching the second uh part two of it i kind of just wish there there are moments you know reading the book and then watching the the movie i'm like i know where this scene is and they cut out probably more than half of it and it just doesn't give you the same spook factor as it would have if they would have right dived in a bit. Um Netflix 1996 Scream all the way to 2011's Scream 4, you can find the entire franchise. So, if you're a fan of Scream and I am a big fan of the first one, go ahead and check that out. That's a good one. You don't want to miss that. Uh Child's Play, that's the one that we're a big fan of. Uh 1988 version. So again, another original. This one's on Hulu. Justin, you said you saw the new one? Uh, I did not. What yeah. did you think?
2: Um, I actually thought it was a good representation of it. Um, the like, I don't know. Back back when they originally made Chucky, that was kind of the uh, paranormal era for for movies where it was a lot of possession and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. where they went with this one, where it's a malfunctioning ai doll like i thought that was a very good uh a uh, good it wasn't even a remake they they it was more of a reimagining i guess if you will but um mm-hmm. mark hamill did a really good job with the voice uh i i think As he I always told does you with the, every voice he yeah, does <laughs> yeah like i i think i told you he kind of let the the joker laugh slip a little I think it was by mistake because he was trying to do an evil laugh and th- I think that's the only evil laugh in his repertoire. So <laughs> he was trying to stick to the the Chucky laugh and it came out as the Joker laugh a little bit. So um that part kind of messed it up a little bit just because you know who it is. But uh overall it was really, really good.
0: Cool. So the nineteen eighty-eight version is on Hulu, so you guys can check that out. Uh only a couple more left here another one on hulu is saw the first movie not nah, i hate the saw movies absolutely See, i liked the
2: original everyone after that i didn't like
0: yeah you know i watched the first one one time and that was more than enough for me i'm not a huge fan of the, <laughs> that type of gore Not uh, torture it's fan. Not, i'm more yeah i'm not a fan of the torture stuff i'm I'm more the paranormal kind of side that i like getting kicked out by <laughs> I think this is one of your favorites. I could be wrong. Uh, This is on Hulu. Tubi, I think it's called. T-U-B-I, never heard of it. And Prime Video, Clive Barker's Hellraiser.
2: Uh, Yeah, Hellraiser was a really good one. It's not one of my favorites per se, but it was a really good movie. Again, another one where the sequels went way too long and got really weird, but...
0: This is my personal favorite on the list here. Uh, Not Hellraiser, but this next one. And I actually watch it every year, I think, for the last four or five years. Uh, This one's on Hulu and Showtime Anytime. Or, of course, if you're a big fan, you have it on DVD like I do. And it is The Evil Dead.
2: (laughs) You can't go wrong. The original or the remake?
0: The original. I've never seen the remake. I've never seen the remake. Why Why bother? Why see something that's, you know, again, that's already perfection?
2: So I saw the remake. <clears throat> I didn't think it was as good.
0: Yeah. Erin saw the remake too, and she didn't think. She saw it alright, but she's not a big fan of the original Evil Dead because she's not a facet Bruce Campbell like we are. Um, <laughs> or at least like I am. But, uh, you know, if, if you like the Evil Dead, obviously that's a great one. Evil Dead 2, can't go wrong with that. And if you're more Interested in like a spooky fun time? You can always go with the Army of Darkness. As a filmmaker, yeah. it's a bad version to watch because of all the <laughs> mistakes in it. But as a fan of the Evil Dead series and Bruce Campbell's Ash Williams, can't go wrong.
2: Oh, I love the, the Army have, of Darkness.
0: <laughs> yeah, and if you have Netflix, you can even go so far as to watch the three season series Ash vs Evil Dead. Absolutely love that series. I watched it twice. Uh, did you know season three is out now? Did I tell you that? Okay. Yeah, it, you just haven't it, watched it is
2: it. on my Netflix. I gotta watch it, yeah.
0: Especially now, because it's Halloween. Yeah. Last two movies here. The Lost Boys. I haven't seen that since
2: a long time ago. I've tried watching it a couple of times, and it, it's just not as good as I remember it. Maybe just because as a kid, it, it freaked me out a little bit more, and then you know, I've seen other movies since then and they've kind of upped the game a little bit each time. But, yeah, I still one of my all time favorites. But it, it, to me, when I watch it as an adult, it kind of ruins it because I had this certain image in my head of the Lost Boys and right. it's not the same.
0: Totally get that. Uh, I, I don't know. I feel like it's got too much of the 80s vibe nowadays for me to watch it. You know, like they're all well, like leather and they got yeah. the. You know, anyway, that's on HBO. For those of you who are really looking forward to jump back in the 80s this Halloween, check that out. And it's finally, on too. probably mm-hmm. finally, one of the most famous movies along with Halloween uh, and that I think everybody watches every year, especially on those very special moments of the month in which a Friday happens to land on the 13th. That's right. <laughs> Friday the 13th on AMC. Uh, this is the entire franchise that they're going to be having out. So if you love Freddy and Jason, you can catch them both on Friday the 13th. I didn't like that version of the movie, by the way. The Freddy vs. <laughs> Jason thing. Yeah, but some people did. You know. Well,
2: I mean, like, I've shared this with several people. And most people don't realize this, that uh, I share the same birthday as Jason Voorhees hmm that's weird (laughs) so whenever my my birthday falls on friday the 13th i just randomly start saying There
0: (laughs) there you go uh so folks that's all of them again friday the 13th is probably the most one of the most famous next to halloween that you'd be watching this year i know i'll probably watch both of them uh this last one's on amc a quick just honor, honorable mention that isn't on this list that I think pretty much everybody that I I know watches it in October, and that is, of course, the family-friendly movie Hocus Pocus. So you yeah, can't miss that. You can catch that on Netflix. They just released it. Um, I will be watching that later this month. It's a little too early for me yet, but that's <laughs> it. That's our 15 plus one essential Halloween movies, and where to stream them. We'll be posting this on... Or along with the episodes so you guys can check them out if you forgot any of these on here. Um And if you have any favorites of your own, please let us know because I'd like to know what you're watching and maybe I can watch it too.
2: Well, I th- the one thing that I watch every year around both Halloween and Christmas is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. I don't know why I have to watch it on both holidays. You I guess just because like, it covers both.
0: <laughs> the only other option is to watch it like Thanksgiving, right? In between the two. But <laughs> I mean,
2: (laughs) it's a great movie. I love that movie. Yeah. All right, so I decided to go with something, and I I don't think we've ever done anything like this, but I found a list of uh, 12 holidays Halloween-like traditions from around the world. Uh, First one that I came across uh, was Samhain. We've mentioned Samhain Hain pretty much every Halloween episode. And it actually originated in Ireland and Scotland and is really the origination of Halloween. Um, and it was celebrated, uh, around the same time, October 31st through November 1st. Um, they would have bonfires and games and, uh, nowadays they, they still continue that, continue that tradition, but they also use traditional foods like, Barmbrack, which is an Irish fruit cake that contains coins, uh, buttons and rings for fortune-telling. For example, rings mean marriage, while coins mean wealth in the upcoming year. Mm-hmm. Um, number two. Día well, de los mar- that,
0: sorry, oh, to, it- sorry to cut you off, but just real quick for, for anyone who's curious or perfectionists out there, uh, Samhain <laughs> is what we call it because that's how it's spelled. But in reality, it's called, called, uh, Sawin. that's Sal- the correct yeah, yeah. pronunciation. I just, I just want to throw it out there. Cause I know we'll get somebody who just, you know, wants to be a punk about it and yell at us <laughs> for getting it wrong.
2: <laughs> well, but we did they, our they research. Have, <laughs> they had both spellings, but for some reason I could not remember for the life of me. Remember the pronunciation did not have time to look it up before the episode. Um, but thank you for looking that up. Cause I, I was struggling like, what? How the heck is this pronounced? I cannot remember for the life of me how this is pronounced. Um, All right, so number two, Dia de los Muertos. Now, this is uh, obviously a Mexican tradition and Latin American tradition celebrated around November 1st and 2nd. Um, It's the Day of the Dead. You know, literal translation, Day of the Dead. Uh, It's believed that the gates of heaven open up at midnight on October thirty first, and the souls of children return to Earth to be reunited with their families for twenty four hours. Which I've actually heard. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, on November second, the souls of adults come down from heaven to join the festivities, and uh, they uh, again celebrate with fruit, peanuts, turkey soda, hot chocolate, water stacks of tortillas, and a special holiday bread called Pan de Muerto, Bread of the Dead, which are left as offerings for weary ghosts. For the souls of children, families leave out toys and candy while adult souls receive cigarettes and shots of mescal. I I feel Mm, that as a ghost, I mean, I'd rather go to Latin America. To celebrate, <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, I mean, a, a couple of other things that that uh, family members would decorate the the uh, children's graves with their like baby's breath and white orchids, uh, and then for the adults, they would also place orange marigolds uh, on the grave sites. Uh, I don't know exactly the full representation of why like why those particular flowers, but mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting. Uh, another thing, that's a, a couple of things actually. Since you brought it up, uh, it, it is weird that they call it the Day of the Dead. When there's two days, right,
1: Multiple should be the days, days
0: of the <laughs> dead. But, <laughs> you know, hey, uh, what's interesting, though, is that the original Aztec celebration of that particular holiday actually lasted about a month long. But when Spanish conquistadors came over to Mexico in the 16th century, they merged the festival with the Catholic All Saints Day. And so today's celebration is a mix of both the Aztec rituals of skulls altars to the dead and food with the Catholic masses and prayers on top of it. Uh, So it's really interesting to see, like, this happens a lot, uh, especially in regards to Catholicism when it was first, especially when it was first uh, more prominent within the world, uh, is that they would take some of these ancient celebrations and try to not so much convert them, but kind of mash them together so there was some Mm -hmm. type of association, uh, you know, for the Catholicism with whatever it is that was being... uh, celebrated and the same thing with like voodoo for example that, that's a big one you know we all know that hoodoo is one of the original uh quote-unquote religions um but mm-hmm. voodoo is just a combination of hoodoo and catholicism the two come together and it, that one's really weird in a way because you know there's a you have to understand that every saint that you're praying to in voodoo is actually a particular uh, spirit, and it could be a demonic entity, or they're called the Lula. Uh, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, and the Loa, it, it, it's a number Luloa. That's it. Uh, Lola, and yeah. it could be a number of different spirits. They could be evil spirits. They could be good spirits. They can be, you know, a couple of different things. But you have to understand. Okay, so Saint Peter is actually this other spirit. It's not mm-hmm. right. Saint Peter. You know, um, but yeah, so interesting stuff. Sorry. Go ahead.
2: No, you're fine. Um, Well, another one is uh, Santeria from uh, South America, where it mixes Mm -hmm. uh, voodoo or magic and uh, Catholicism. Um, Number three is Day of Dracula, which actually I didn't realize this was a thing, uh, but it's celebrated in Romania um, around May 26th. Uh, People from around the world flock to celebrate Halloween at Vlad the Impaler Tepe's, purported home at Bran Castle in Transylvania, Romania, and uh, most people don't realize this. Uh, it's kind of a debate thing, but it's said that he actually didn't even, that wasn't his castle. he never even visited that castle. Uh, there are a number of guides and inclusive travel packages in Romania that offer tours and parties at Count Dracula's Castle for Halloween. Number four. Now, I mean, this one, I, it it is Halloween, but it's uh, celebrating in Japan, Kawasaki Halloween Parade, and it's actually uh, on October 27th, and um, it's been only within the last 21 years that they actually have done this. Nearly 4,000 costume Halloween enthusiasts from around the world have gathered in Kawasaki just outside Tokyo for the Kawasaki Halloween Parade, which is the biggest parade of its kind in Japan. So, hmm. kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, um, the next one, and I'm going to slay this one like I did that Russian name, uh, uh This is from the Philippines. They celebrated between October 31st and November 1st, which actually I was honestly shocked that for the most part, a lot of these holidays were uh, celebrated on the same time as Halloween. Um, okay. It Pretty much the same thing. Kids dress up in costumes. Uh, they sing and ask for prayers for those stuck in purgatory, which is not done here. While the rituals have increasingly been more supplemented with trick-or-treating over the years, there's um, some towns that are trying to revive and keep that original tradition compared to it being actually Halloween. They wanted the kids to actually ask for prayers for the, those stuck in purgatory. Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. Bon app. Number six, the Hungry Ghost Festival. Now this is a festival that is uh, celebrated in Hong Kong, either August 15th or September 15th, just depends on the year, I believe. Uh, And uh, it's one of those ones that I think goes throughout Asian culture where they believe that spirits uh, get restless around this time of year and begin to roam the world. The festival is a way to feed these spirits both food and money they need for the afterlife. Now, to me, this is starting to sound a little bit like these j- ghosts are in jail mm-hmm. compared to the afterlife. <laughs> but uh, it's part of a larger month-long celebration that also features burning paper and food offerings. Now, uh, the next one, number seven. Pitru Paksha is from India, and they celebrate this from September 13th to September 28th. And in Hindu religion, it is believed that when a person dies, Yama, the Hindu god of death, takes his or her soul to purgatory, where they find their last three generations of family. During Pitru Paksha, the souls are briefly allowed to return to earth and be with their families in order to ensure their family's place in the afterlife one must include i'm sorry one must perform the ritual of shraddha which includes a fire ritual if shraddha isn't performed the soul will wander the earth for eternity families offer dead food such as kheer sweet rice and milk lapsi a sweet porridge rice, lentils, spring beans, and pumpkins, which are cooked in silver and copper pots and served on banana leaves. Apparently all of these ghosts are vegan. Um, Number eight. Uh, uh, Gosh, again. Dzień zadunski. This is a Polish tradition. Uh, Now, This is celebrated November 2nd and uh, people travel around Poland to cemeteries to visit the graves of their family members. The holiday is celebrated with candles, flowers, and offering of prayers for departed loved ones. On the second day, people attend a Requiem Mass for the Souls of the Dead because they combined it with All Saints Day. Number 9. This one, I wasn't able to find any other information on it, like when, when they actually celebrated, it, uh, but it is biannually. Okay. Now, it's uh, Auru Odo Festival in Nigeria, and it marks the return of dearly departed friends and family members back to, to the living, lasting up to six months. The holiday is celebrated with feasts, music, and masks before the dead return to the spirit world. Although the Odo Festival is an important ritual, like I said, it does happen every two years. Um, This one's from Cambodia, number 10. Pachum Ben, they celebrate this on September 27th um, to the middle of October. Buddhist families gather together to celebrate Pachum Ben, a religious holiday to celebrate the dead. People give food, like sweet, sticky rice, beans wrapped in banana leaves, and visit temples to offer up baskets of flowers as a way to respect their deceased ancestors. Okay, we're getting to the end, folks. Uh, Number 11, (laughs) Agnesanti. Agnesanti, uh, It's from Italy. Uh, All Saints Day, November 1st, is a national holiday in Italy, better known as Agnesanti, the festivities usually begin a couple of days before, when people begin leaving fresh flowers, generally uh, chrysanthemums, on the graves of departed loved ones, as well as complete strangers, turning the country's cemeteries into a beautiful display of colors. Italians also pay tribute to the departed by putting a red candle in the window at sunset and set a place at the table for those spirits they hope will pay a visit. Now one thing I do have to throw out there that is that uh my wife and I did go to Sicily around this time of year and they are really against Halloween over there because the Catholic Church is very against Halloween. Um so it was actually kind of interesting to see no trick or treaters like little kids or any anybody mm-hmm. in costume. And lastly, and, and, you know, we've just mentioned this, is All Saints Day. Everybody knows All Saints Day, which is November 1st, the day after Halloween. And we celebrate the saints. And it's also called All Souls Day as well. Or, I'm sorry, All Souls Day is November 2nd. So, 12 Halloween-like holidays or traditions. Hmm. Truly interesting. And thank what you are, for adding I in mean, on those those two. What was that? Thank you for adding in on uh, on uh, Sam H- or Sawin oh, yeah. and uh, Dia de los Martres. Of
0: course, that's what we do here on Parachute Radio, <laughs> folks. That's why you should be tuning in every week. If you don't, I, I do want to add in one more uh, Halloween kind of Halloween. Celebration its not so much Halloween. It's weird, right? It's more of a Christmas celebration, I suppose. Uh, But that's a particular parade in Austria, and it's known as the Krampus Parade, which is, of course, a crazy event in which these people walk around in these costumes that kind of resemble a cross between cavemen and Vikings uh, with furry costumes, demonic uh, masks, spiraling horns, whips, and torches. Uh, I've never been to one of these. But I watch them on TV or on the on the computer. And you know what? It's kind of eerie, man. It's kind of creepy watching these
2: campus parades. Don't I've never actually watched any videos on it. So I'll have to really? take a look at the videos.
0: Yeah, check them out. They're pretty cool. Um, but I've I'm seen the costumes, sure see. but
2: never the, the actual yeah. parade itself.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it's definitely one of those things where you think, you know, I'm 33 years old, but... Just to be on the safe side, I'll try to be as good as I possibly can this year. Um, <laughs> I'd rather see Santa than Krampus. <laughs> so, jumping back to Just me. Just to throw this Justin, out there,
2: we actually have a t-shirt yeah. on our website of yes, us sitting do. on Krampus's lap.
0: <laughs> yeah, so if you want a nice Christmas gift for yourself or anyone else, make sure you check that out. Um, I have one. I don't but I'm going to have one I was just telling Justin about that last week uh, there, there are a couple of shirts on there that I don't have yet uh, I, that I definitely want to get from our store so that's right. definitely one of them because that's going to be my probably my Christmas Eve t-shirt um, so jumping back to me Justin I hate to throw you under the bus here but I'm going to quiz you okay. let's see what you know <laughs> so the first one don't sweat it I uh, just for the record, I don't actually think you're going to know some of these, um, but it's just for good fun. So the first few are going to be all about pumpkins. And so the very first question that I have for you is from what Irish legend do we get the name Jack O'Lantern?
2: Gosh, got it. It's been forever since we've done the what is it about mm-hmm. the name Jack? episode and folks actually um now that uh, we are under the production company i am going to get all the old episodes back up i had originally taken taken them down if you remember to be a part of the uh plus club which we actually just closed down and that's why we have them all under one now uh production company now i don't remember you don't remember are you sure i don't i mean I'm,
0: this is one i i actually thought you would have um
2: I remember what uh, they originally just, used as Jack o' lanterns, but I don't right. remember what you're it was. You're
0: gonna be really upset when I when I remind you because you're gonna realize you should have had this one, and that is the legend of Stingy Jack.
2: Stingy Jack.
0: Stingy I was thinking Jack. Spring
2: Heel Jack. No.
0: No, that's another one that we did, though, another show that we did. Yeah. Um Stingy Jack is basically it's it's just a legend about this guy named Jack, who constantly tricked the devil, uh, in particular during the story, he right. tricked him twice. And upon his death, he couldn't go to heaven because he was too bad. And the devil would not let him into hell because he tricked him too many times. So the devil gave right. him a turnip with a coal in it and cast him to walk the earth for the rest of his life, lighting his path with a coal. So he basically lived the afterlife very, very lonely. Um, I would go into the whole story, but you know it's kind of a long story. So and we've talked about it in the past. Um, but definitely check it out if you don't know the story of Stingy Jack. It's actually, I think, one of the most interesting uh, legends in regards to Halloween that you can come across.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, next, this, as I said, these first two are from Jack-O-Lanterns. And again, I didn't know this one, so I can't imagine you know this one. But what is the world record for the most Jack-O-Lanterns on display? All lit, by the way, the most lit jack-o'-lanterns on display. I have no idea. All right. It is 30,581 jack-o'-lanterns, all with a candle burning inside it. According to Guinness World Records, the highest number of jack-o'-lanterns on display is that 30,581 by the city of Keene, New Hampshire in 2013. Now, I the city have of New Keene York. Was represent- hmm?
2: So I would have guessed that was in New York, not oh. anywhere else.
0: Yeah, I know. City of Keene. Um, now, the city of Keene was represented by Let It Shine. And believe it or not, up until 2013, it had broken its own record eight times over since the original attempt before finally sitting on this 30,581 number. Um, mm-hmm. That's crazy. The same yeah. town breaking its own record eight times. Right. The heaviest pumpkin ever carved and turned into a, a jack o' lantern was how much?
2: Um, I'm just going to take a wild guess 250 oh. pounds.
0: Way off. Way off. The largest or heaviest jack o' lantern ever carved was 821.23 kilograms which for those Americans is 1,810.5 pounds in Bronx, New York uh, on October 30th of 2010. Crazy. Um, This one, this is not so much a question, this is just a statement because I actually came across this. I noticed it's like the first week of October. Somebody cut two jack-o'-lanterns and placed them on their porch. And I don't know when they did it, but it was the first week of October and they were already all melted in and clo- you know falling oh. in on it on themselves and they were nasty. Uh, mind you, here in Cleveland, the first week of October, we had roughly 80 degree temperatures. Um, so yeah, not a good place or a good time to be carving pumpkins, by the way. Uh, for those of you who are interested, who are thinking, hey, maybe tomorrow I'll cut my pumpkin, maybe you should hold off, because the best time to cut a pumpkin for Halloween is three days before Halloween. That's because even though a pumpkin can last upwards of eight to twelve weeks when it's healthy and a control, you know, disease controlled while in the field, after cutting them, they only last roughly five to ten days, and should only be kept in a temperature of about fifty to fifty-five degrees Fahrenheit. So, the warmer right, it is, it would have died the...
2: here too. Yeah, because we've had yeah. like below normal temperatures here we've been in the 20s and 30s with like 3 feet of snow so
0: like I say you did get snow right?
2: yeah it's
0: crazy man it's crazy we thought we were going to get snow actually uh, last week because it it drops down into about 36-37 at night overnight Uh, we've been getting roughly around 50s I think is our average right now but you know it it, hovers between like 46 and 55 or something like that right now Right. But a week or two from here, yeah. November first, I'll bet we get snow right around then. <laughs> That's when it starts getting too cold. Um all right, another question for you, Justin. Candy corn was originally called what?
2: I I'd be lying if I say I knew because Shelly's favorite Candy is candy corn for Halloween, but I have no idea. Are delicious. I used to hate these things, but for some reason, as I got older, they become much tastier.
0: Um, <laughs> well, created in eighteen eighty by George Renninger, it was sold to the masses by Golitz Confectionery Company, which is now the most famous Jelly Belly Company. At the turn of the century, but it was act well because corn. I did this candy corn was used to feed chickens they decided to call it chicken feed that was its original name and the package was marked with a colorful rooster then hmm. at some time later they decided maybe we should stop calling it chicken feed because that's a little weird and we called it a candy corn because it's candy and it looks like corn
2: but yet we call puppy chow puppy chow and it doesn't look like puppy chow it looks like powdered sugar mess yeah
0: <laughs> it's weird how that happens huh i don't know don't know how that works
2: i mean i um, would have actually liked to see it as chicken feed still to be honest with you <laughs> but you know now they've added the the pump the little pumpkins and all that and i guess that would have made oh yeah they've no got all sense, kinds
0: but... of stuff now um trick-or-treating comes from what what is what is the original term for trick-or-treating before it became
2: trick-or-treating uh, treating and tricking. I i don't know.
0: <laughs> <Just your first> <laughs> <hit>. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not disappointed that you don't know these. I kind of expected that you wouldn't because I didn't know them offhand. But uh, trick-or-treating comes from soling, it's called soling. And oh, I should have known that because it was, was
2: in this research for these,
0: yeah, for persan- Saween. <laughs> i mean, yeah i should know that um so obviously having children dress up in costume and go door to door like little beggars demanding for treats it's kind of weird but i mean if i could i would still do it myself because free candy <laughs> um <laughs> like many other halloween activities this tradition can also be traced back to the middle ages and the rituals of Samhain. It was believed that ghosts and spirits walked the earth on the night of Halloween or Samhain, and so people would dress up as spirits themselves in an effort to fool the real deal into thinking they were one of one and the same. The act was then called guising, and as the Catholic Church started supplement uh, supplanting pagan festivals with their own holidays like All Saints' Day, the acting of guising became popular. And poor children and adults would go door to door dressed as angels or spirits on Hallowmas, as it was called, begging for food or money in exchange for songs and prayers. This was when it became known as souling. The earliest known reference to the phrase trick or treat was in North America in 1927. And guess what? It wasn't the USA. It was Alberta, Canada. This is more of a – this next one's actually more of a fact than a question, so I don't even know how to ask you this in a question. <laughs> but uh, I think we all kind of know this. Halloween folklore is full of fortune-telling and magic, right? I mean, we get to this month and we start – that's kind of the stuff we think about, right? Um, old English folklore about Halloween is full of superstitions and fortune-telling uh that still kind of lingers today really as well because we we all kind of sit around the campfire or wherever and tell ghost stories or think of ghost stories watch horror movies which are basically just long format ghost stories um mm-hmm. and we do other things like bobbing for apples or avoiding black cats now i would never avoid a black cat because they're cute as heck and bobbing for apples well that's just gross if other people are doing it too so we won't do that um one piece of folklore, however, says that if a young unmarried person walks down the stairs backwards at midnight while holding a mirror, the face that appears in the mirror will be their next. What? Do you know that, Justin?
2: Uh, groom.
0: Yes, or bride. because it lover. was usually it uh, was
2: usually women that would do it.
0: yes. Ah, uh, so in today's day and age, that's not so much the case. It can be a guy or a gal uh, and you'll find that it'll be your next lover. But of course it is quite possible that those people are all dead now because let's face it, they're walking down the stairs backwards and looking (laughs) in a mirror
2: and they might
0: have broken their necks doing that. So let's not do that guys and gals. Let's, Let's just pass on that whole thing. Right. Um, this one, I know you know. so If you don't know it, I'm going to be very disappointed in you, Justin, and I will cancel our radio show for the rest of its life. Um, <laughs> Michael Myers' mask is actually a mask of who? Captain Kirk. Also known as?
2: um, um Bill Shatner.
0: Yes. William Shatner. Uh, there's really not much else to say about that. It's just
2: weird and creepy and... <laughs> Somehow, my my biggest question with that is is why, how did it get turned so white? Like, is it just because it's that old?
0: I don't know. (laughs) It's just so weird. It is what's also weird about it is like a guy who had no part in Halloween whatsoever still (laughs) had his face appear in Halloween and is right, you know, one of those movies that have made tons of money. Um, this one you have to know also. We've already kind of covered that. We already not kind of we did cover it. But Halloween originated from an ancient Celtic festival known as. Can you say it with the right name? Nice. All right. We got one, ladies and gentlemen. We got two. (laughs) That's good. Two, four, eight, nine, ten. Two for ten so far. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I believe
2: that's an F. (laughs) (laughs)
1: It's
0: it's an F so far. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Two more here. The White House is what? I know that's completely random, but think of Halloween. Think of what we know of Halloween and the the holiday season. It's haunted. There are all kinds of... Yes, it's haunted. Look at that. Three for whatever number we're on. (laughs) Eleven. Still enough, but hey, you got three. (laughs) The United States' most famous... uh, most famous address has had several reports of ghostly appearances and eerie sounds, and that's not even including election years, right? So Hmm. the most common ghost sighting is of what president? Abraham Lincoln. Yes, it is, who has been spotted by First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt, Queen, I think it's Wilhelmina, I'm sorry, I don't know if I pronounced that right, but she was the Queen of the Netherlands, uh, Netherlands and Sir Winston Churchill. Other paranormal guests include Andrew Jackson, David Burns, and Abigail Adams. And finally, Hmm. something that I actually think is kind of funny, uh, but nonetheless interesting. In Des Moines, there is a tradition the night before Halloween for young children called Beggar's Night. Why you would need a quote-unquote beggars night the night before Halloween is, I don't know, because they're basically (laughs) trick-or-treating, getting candy. But according to an article in in Des Moines Register, uh, the event began around 1938 as a way to prevent vandalism and give younger children a safer way to enjoy Halloween. So you assume the older kids are going out on Halloween night, protect the kids by letting them go out the night before. Beggar's night is very similar to regular trick-or-treating except that the kids are required, that's right, required to tell a joke, a poem, or perform a trick for a treat. That's my favorite. I would, Good. You cute little doggy. You know, make kids <laughs> perform tricks. It's horrible, but it's hilarious. I honestly, um, I
2: honestly feel that that should be the case for Halloween because just asking be, like, trick-or-treat
0: darn money and candy like all right <laughs> anyway um yeah or so perform a trick for treat uh the best part is the jokes of course are notoriously pretty grown worthy because these are children after all. and so one example of a possibly common joke maybe would be this one and we'll see if Justin knows the answer. if April showers bring may flowers, what do may flowers bring? I don't know.
2: I've been asked pilgrims, this before, and I've
0: <laughs> pilgrims. Mayflowers bring pilgrims. So, with that said, that is the end of that list. And uh, Justin absolutely horrendously failed, uh, <laughs> but that's okay. It's all in good fun. He uh, he doesn't have to stay back an extra year. So,
2: <laughs> well, that's good because really I've <laughs> at, at thirty-seven years old or thirty-eight years old. I don't think I'd be welcome in a, a school anymore. A regular, <laughs> uh, like a before college. Yeah. Um, all <laughs> right, before, folks. <laughs> you know, like a before college. One of those things. One of Whatever those are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's how long he's been out of school, folks. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> all right. Um, we're going to take a quick break, folks. We'll be right back with Para Truth Radio right after this. Hey everyone, I'm Kat Ward, host of Paranormal Heart, your monthly paranormal podcast. Join me the last Sunday of every month as I speak to people who share their paranormal experiences. You can follow me on Podbean, YouTube, TuneIn, iTunes, Spotify, and Paranormal Radio. What's up
0: folks? Welcome back to Parachief Radio. My name is Eric.
2: And I'm Justin
0: and we have been talking about all kinds of random fun stuff mainly different facts and lists of movies and various halloween type festivities around the world and of course we put justin through the ringer one in which he failed the quiz miserably but that's okay we still kind of love him um yeah man so okay so here we are. This is the first time we've actually done a Halloween episode where we didn't actually talk about the, well, didn't specifically talk about the origin of Halloween right. and how it all came to be. Uh, you know, relatively fun, laid-back episode. But there was a lot of information given out here today, and I'm just wondering if any one of these things happen to stick out in your own mind throughout the night.
2: Um, I the thing that's, I mean, it keeps getting me is the, the day of Dracula. Like, uh, I, I have never, I had never heard of it prior to looking this up for today. And it's one that it's kind of a speculation thing. Like nobody knows that, or if Dracula has gone to this particular castle, um, but they still go there to celebrate, uh, for Halloween, sort of, they go on uh, May twenty sixth, but a lot of people go for even Halloween. Um, but but they go and celebrate in this castle that may or may have not been, uh, been a part of Vlad Tepe's uh reign. So that mm-hmm. was one that actually kind of really was interesting to me. Um, I actually liked the qu- the question, uh, and answer thing because. A lot of the stuff I don't think we ever really hear about as, you know, paranormal investigators on top of just everyday people that, you know, celebrate Halloween. I, I guarantee you none of the millennials would have known the answers to those questions.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, a, a lot of those questions, I I mean, most of them I didn't know other than so when, you know, in regards to the the original You know, the origin Hmm. of Halloween, basically. And then Stingy Jack for the origin of the jack-o'-lantern. But some of these other ones, you know, were just kind of weird. And obviously, I don't know. Who knows the Guinness World Record for lit (laughs) jack-o'-lanterns? I just offhand. I mean, unless you were the wait. Right. (laughs) I think one of the most interesting and kind of hilarious ones for me was the whole candy corn original name of chicken feed. Because I just never thought about it, you know. But you know, my I mean, sister has sense. chickens. Yeah, yeah, it does make sense. Um, so there's there's chicken feed. Yeah, going. The one thing though that's interesting is when you look at candy corn. It, it's supposed to look like chick or like uh like corn, but mm. it really doesn't. Not really. But when you look <laughs> at an actual corn kernel that you like use for chicken feed and stuff, it mainly just looks yellow with a couple of different shades of yellow, as opposed to your white orange and yellow but um you know what i want to go buy some of these because they're good and i'm looking forward to (laughs) halloween myself because i know several things are happening i'm going to be at my sister's house we're gonna have a bonfire i've never had a bonfire on halloween so i'm looking forward to that one uh we've talked about that in the past going back to the original tradition huh (laughs) yeah going back to the old tradition we'll bring some jack a jack-o-lantern with me and or carve up their pumpkin that's been sitting outside for a while we had some candy and some adult beverages that we will not be passing out to the children. I would um, not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's going to be a good if time. not, you know? Eric's it's being be...
2: reported for Halloween and you'll hey. not be hearing it for, from for a while. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I think I'm looking forward to Halloween, man. It's I've been... It's weird because like my sister and her uh, husband, they're huge Halloween freaks in the sense that like when Halloween is over last year, maybe two days or so after Halloween, uh, my brother-in-law was already telling me how he can't wait for the next Halloween and already making plans (laughs) for next Halloween. Um, I thought I was a Halloween craze, but no, they're kind of weird about it. So they got their lights up. They're going to have some friends over and uh, it's going to be a good time. You doing anything particularly special besides, you know, digging yourself out of your driveway?
2: Um, I don't think so. We were going to try and have kind of a Halloween blast for the writers guild, but, uh, with time constraints and stuff, it's probably just not going to happen this year. So next year I'll start planning sooner. So that we can, um, the one thing I truly miss from halloween is getting dressed up and scaring people oh uh, yeah uh, trick-or-treaters but uh again uh you know we're hoping to be in a house someday soon so maybe next year
0: yeah so no tra- no no passing out candy or anything this year huh
2: we never do um and i, I think we we kind of like more so the the adult Halloween stuff, like throwing a party, you know, people coming over dressed up, that sort of thing. We've never given candy out to kids. And, you know, today's day and age where uh, you you never really kind of know the people that are coming around anymore. And on top of that, um, it's kind of died down here for for trick-or-treaters. I don't know if it's the same (laughs) around the U.S., but...
0: You know, I don't know. I, I know, like, at my at my parents' house, it seems to have died down quite a bit. And my sister said they don't get many kids over by their house, even though there are kids over there. Um, but I guess they stend- tend to stay down the street a little further because she kind of lives close to a cul de sac. Um, don't know why that would make a difference, but, you know, apparently it right. does. Um, but I'll tell you one place where it definitely is hopping like crazy. And that's because I was in Los Angeles last year for Halloween. And oh my gosh, dude. Like, what, I had this memory when I was a kid. And it might be a completely made up memory. It might not even be a real memory. I noticed that I do that a lot. I was, I was reading quotes from uh, one of my favorite books recently. Um, There's a book called Turtles All the Way Down by John Green. And it's about a girl who has obsessive compulsive disorder. And... Um, One of the things that she mentions, which is very true for people who have obsessive compulsive disorder, is that you kind of forget the memory and replace it with your imagination.
1: And so your memories
0: are more vivid and very much different from the originals. Uh, Don't know why that is, but it is. And when I was a kid, I remember there being just hundreds of people out trick-or-treating door to door. Uh, especially back in like Garfield Heights area where we, I grew up and today that's not happening but when I go to when I went to LA I was I you could not walk through the streets easily without bumping into somebody that's how crowded it was cars had to inch by like drive by inch by inch to make sure they didn't run anyone over uh, there's so many animals out dogs you know walk in and all these especially in LA uh, in the area where my sister lives it's where like all the um like some movie stars live and the props mm-hmm. department guys live, uh, the people who do all the art stuff for movies. So they're putting out these really cool like displays of these really monsters elaborate. that they created for their studios and you know, they have them on display. So it's really crazy. And it's, um, it's unfortunate that I don't get to go out this year, but it's okay. I'm looking forward to a relaxing Halloween. But next year, my sister already texted me like three days ago, telling me that I have to plan to come out to to LA next year for a haunted (laughs) event at the Queen Mary that she went to this year, Um, which I'm really excited about because I've been to the Queen Mary once. It's a haunted uh, cruise liner Mm -hmm. uh, that was used during World War II. And apparently, it's this big festival uh, haunted thing. And there's a bunch of secret bars stationed throughout the cruise liner. And you get tokens. And those tokens permit you to walk into those bars and get a drink so Hmm. apparently it's pretty awesome I'm looking forward to it but yeah now I think to finish this off with a very serious note because I think it's important to do because you had brought up how things can get a little sketchy on Halloween especially with you don't know who's coming around anymore Mm -hmm. Uh, there was a news article that came out relatively recently um, just a couple days ago and it's one in which the police department just throughout America is wanting people to be very careful of their children's candy because they recently found nerd ropes. Everyone knows what nerds rope are. They're, you know, this nerds candy and a rope, basically. Uh, hmm. Well, apparently the police had run into a ring in which people were lacing nerds ropes with THC and there oh, had it, tons of it. And apparently we're planning to pass them out on Halloween. So that's something I think is very important to announce here tonight for those of you who do have kids or if God willing and bless you all. If you're going out, you're like 50 years old and going out <laughs> trick or treating. Hey, when, when I lived in another city, when I was a real little kid, there was a woman that came around. My parents said she was around 70 years old. She would go trick or treating every year by herself. 70 years old. You're never too young to be a kid. Um, mm-hmm. But be very careful of that kind of thing. Check your your children's candy. Uh, That's something my parents did for us when we were kids and I think it's very important that everyone continues to do that because you never know. Back when we were kids though,
2: it was razor blades and needles. (laughs) Yeah. I always got scared
0: of like chomping down into a a Ryzen chocolate caramel candy because I always thought there might be a razor blade in there and it's just gonna. Yeah. Luckily it never happened, but
2: well, it's you know scary. what? I'm sorry. As adults, you want you want to smoke weed. You want to you want to lace your stuff with THC. Be my guest. Don't do that to kids. Come on, like seriously. Right. Well, you know, and, and mind you, like the majority of the kids that are out there, yes, there's
0: quite a few teenagers, but a lot of them are youngsters. You know, right? I mean, they're ten years and, and younger, and so in that case, you're not at that point you're no longer even just trying to get them addicted to something. You're literally trying to kill them because a kid mm-hmm. who's 10 years old weighs maybe 80 pounds. Right. Takes THC, lace THC, and it's not an appropriate dose. They're going to be killed. So it's horrible. Um, well,
2: not only that, more than likely it's synthetic. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, just I just thought it was important to go ahead and finish off this episode with with that. I hope everyone stayed on long enough to hear it. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, look, it's it's a big. Uh, it, th- this particular news has spread throughout the country within the last couple of days. So everyone knows about it. Who even pays attention to the newspaper or magazines or the Internet? Uh, so just thought I'd make remind everyone to be very careful. Um, but other than that, I mean, do you have anything else to add, Justin?
2: Uh, just have a happy and safe Halloween, guys. You know, yep. don't be stupid out there. If you're drinking, please don't drink and drive. Uh, I mean, we have Uber and Lyft now, and taxis, and you know, designated driver. If you have to, do not get behind the wheel of a car. There are children out there, uh, as well as other drivers and adults. Don't don't be dumb. Right,
0: absolutely. I completely agree with that. And uh, I too want to say happy Halloween to everyone. I hope you have a wonderful and safe Halloween. And uh, make sure you eat plenty of candy for us, uh, because at least for me, because I never get enough candy. Halloween's (laughs) that one time a year to just go crazy. Um, If you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, or are just simply interested in sharing any type of information with us, maybe a show you want us to do, or maybe something you want to comment on regarding this episode, definitely reach out to us either on Facebook or through email. Uh, you can check it out on our website, uh, through Facebook, through Twitter, Instagram, you name it. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. So I guess until next time, I do want to
2: throw this out really quick. Uh, you know, we are on the new platform anchor. It's not new. It's new to us. Um, so if you want to leave a, a voice message for us as well, um, get on there, leave a voice message and you could possibly uh, hear your voice on the air. If you do hear your voice on the air, uh, we would love to give away free swag if you do do that. So definitely uh, get on to anchor and leave a voice message as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. And with that said, I think I, I'm going to go ahead and announce this. I actually haven't talked to Justin about it yet, but he's going to hear about it now. Um, next month. Since this was the last episode of October and Halloween, we are moving into November, which is the month of Thanksgiving, which means it's roughly the month that Christmas begins, in particular (laughs) on Black Friday. And so whether or not we're going to have a special episode, I don't know, uh, a holiday episode. But what I do want to do is give some swag away. I don't know how we're going to do it, but I want to do something for Christmas, basically give you guys a gift. Uh, Maybe you'll do a QA thing you know someone can answer a question if they get it right boom you get your swag if not you know I don't know we'll figure it out but I want to throw it out there so you guys are ready and hopefully willing participants because who doesn't like free stuff um absolutely especially for Christmas so I'm Justin I got to talk about it a little bit more is in regards to what exactly we're going to be giving away but within the next two weeks probably Uh, from this episode we're probably going to have more information for you guys and maybe we'll give away a couple of things I don't know Uh, so definitely look forward to that so until next time once again happy Halloween Parachute's absolute favorite holiday of the year since you know paranormal and uh, (laughs) until next time we'll catch you right here same time same place as always my name is Eric
2: and I'm Justin
1: peace Yes.